Welcome to the Bible Answer Show, a live and lively forum that brings together pastoral and apologetic voices from across the Christian community to answer your scripture questions. Our show is hosted by Pastor Michael Lance of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, along with a panel of pastors and other invited guests. The phone lines are open now. So, you've got questions, we've got answers on today's Bible Answer Show. Good afternoon and welcome to the Bible Answer Show, where we're answering your Bible questions. So if you've got questions, give us a call here at 1-800-227-5278. That's 1-800-227-5278. Happy Monday to everybody. Glad you're joining us. I am Cameron Thomas. Uh, Mike, who's normally with us, is out today, so I will be on the microphone. And uh, joining me today around the table is Mr. Joe Kelly. How are you doing, sir? Hey, Cameron. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. And uh, as always, Senior Pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship, Michael Lance. Hey, Cameron. Hey. Good seeing you. Good seeing you, too. Oh, awesome. We're getting calls in already. Cool. So get those calls in. 1-800-227-5278. That's 1-800-227-5278. We want to take your live calls and um, answer them for you. So... uh, it's ready to go, so let's go to John in L.A. starting us off. John, you are on with the Bible Answer Show. My question starts off with an observation. been uh, witnessing since I was 15. But what I don't hear from churches in the South is any kind of commentary on some terrible tragedies that take place often only in the South, from Trayvon Martin to William Byrd, who was drugged to death in Texas. You got some on-fire preachers in Texas, like William Hagee, but I don't hear anything about racism and why we should fight it and stand against it in the Protestant Church. Am I the only one who thinks that maybe this is a huge problem and it's blocking evangelism in the Protestant Church? Am I the only one who thinks this? Because I think it's, it's the case. Hey, John, this is Pastor Michael. Well, you know, I I think that sometimes um, the silence is because um, people don't look at life that way. Um, I I think that there's a category to be argued, and sometimes, you know, people have a tough time understanding this completely, is, you know, um, color and thinking about the different races of people often doesn't even really enter into uh, the mindset of a lot of people. And then when you're teaching through the Bible, um, it's not like it comes up in a ton of passages. You know, you have the the strain between Jew and Gentile relationships, Joe, in the New Testament. And of course, you know, that that's a big deal. Um, and that had to be dealt with. But I think that's a category that does come up. I think when we've had situations that uh, have come up all over the country, be it uh, the shootings that have come up, the, the stuff that's happened with the police whatever your conclusions are in some of those cases, then, you know, I can tell you this, John, as a congregation, we have addressed it. We've addressed it very uh, forthrightly. We've addressed it and called it what it is when that uh, young guy went into the church. uh, What was it? Um, I can't Uh, remember. South Carolina. South Carolina and, you know, shot those people. That was a hate crime. It was based upon racism. And there's no other way to say it. So I am not, I can't get into the minds of people and know why, you know, they don't address things as forthrightly. We may not hear everything they say as well, but uh, I would say this, that 
Uh, it is an issue, though. Um, we've, we have a, a pastor's uh, group that meets here in the city of Corona, and we have white pastors there, we have Asian, we have black pastors there, and we've had some very forthright discussions about you know, the issues in the country and the issues in the church. And we know that, you know, sometimes in the church there is a problem. I know that there are people who are working on it. I know that uh, there are congregations that are very intentionally multicultural. There's others who argue that, you know, we just kind of let God do what he's going to do and love everybody the same. Um, but uh, I would say this. No, I don't think you're alone in your thinking, John, but um, uh, that that's kind of, those, those are just my thoughts. Joe, what, what would you say? I'd agree with you, you know, and John, I do appreciate you bringing up the topic because it does it does raise an issue that for some of us <clears throat> seems to uh, n- not be talked about quite a lot. And you know, there, there's a lot going on there. I think on the one hand, uh, there's an uncomfortableness, uh, maybe on more than one side, uh, being able to talk about uh, issues of race for for fear, for fear of uh, not being able to truly speak one's mind without being uh, sort of pigeonholed or targeted as as being racist. Now, from my own experience, you know, I grew up uh, playing a lot of sports, a lot of different sports, a lot of team sports. Uh, I grew up in an area of San Diego that was probably lower middle class, so the leagues that I played in were highly integrated. This was back in the early 70s. And so I've had friends from all kinds of different backgrounds all throughout my life and have many African-American friends, many, many Hispanic friends to this day who I uh, talk to on a regular basis. And I bring these issues up. I think I'm in the minority because I'm not afraid to talk about these issues. So I have personally discussed some of the things that have taken place nationally that you've talked about. And uh, I've, I've been called out for uh, maybe not seeing it the way I'm supposed to see it. But I, here's the thing. In Christ, there, there are no distinctions as far as race goes. And as Pastor Michael mentioned those categories aren't really described in the New Testament. There's a, a Jew and Gentile, and uh, in Christ there is, no, there is no distinction. But I think the church can do a better job. I'm glad you brought this up. I don't want to categorize oh, these, these uh, ministries in the South for some reason lacking because I don't know. I don't have firsthand knowledge. But I do think we can do a better job overall as a whole as the body of Christ I think the body of Christ should be leading the way in showing uh, that our relationships, that there's a reconciliation, and not leaving it up to some of the more politicized groups out there that, that are out there demanding uh, certain responses. So I think the church should do a better job, and uh, I'm very um, pleased uh, that my church, uh, Living Truth Corona, is involved in a group here in the city of Corona that Pastor Michael has already described. And some people are, frankly, you know, they this is a more passionate area for them. Um, it could be from past experiences. It could be because, you know, um, of the color of their skin and their perspective. And, and we totally understand that. I think the best way that we can navigate through these times is to love each other, to love each other as Christ loved the church. And uh, I think that will solve most of the issues that 
that come up in this world. All right. Number here is 1-800-227-5278. Get those calls in early. 1-800-227-5278. Go ahead, Pastor Michael. Well, I just want to say uh, for our brand new listeners, Cameron, this is the Bible Answer Show. and We've been on for... I always lose track. I don't know, even know how many months, but it's been close to a year. I think, I think. this is uh, about close to 120 shows. Is that right, Cameron? We're at one four, 150 is today, I think. Oh, 150. Mm-hmm. All right. So whatever that calculates to be. But I just wanted to let people know that we are privileged to be on here for a half an hour at 800-227-5278. If you have a question about the Bible, world religion, something that you're going through personally that you need maybe a pastoral or Christian perspective on, that's why we're here. And when you call, that kind of determines the direction of the show. So one more time, it's 800-227-5278. We're on Monday through Friday. And uh, tell a friend about the program. Uh, We're still a pretty new uh, program on Cabride, and uh, we appreciate you guys' phone calls, prayers, and I'll mention support. If you can give to uh, the Bible Answer Show, you'll help keep us on the air in 2017. And we have stretched our budget to, to do this program. We really took a step of faith. And we're hoping that many of you will partner with us in giving. If you can give a year-end gift to the Bible Answer Show, it really help us moving into 2017. We're going to have to make some, some decisions come the new year. And so we'd really appreciate your support. Go to livingtruthradio.org. Just click on the Donate button. You'll see a picture of myself there. Click on Donate. You, when you get to the PayPal, just make sure you indicate that you're giving to Radio Ministry. We appreciate you guys thinking of us uh, this Christmas season, and God bless you. And also one of the new things we've started is Facebook Live Friday. So if you're curious about what goes on behind the scenes and seeing how the show gets produced, you get to watch us actually do the show on Fridays through Facebook Live. So. Hey, and do you think if you know we're talking about giving and you're clicking on the page and whose picture we see... Maybe we should switch up the picture. Would we get? Yeah, I think we'd get generate more funds. That I think way? if Mike Masura, Mike Masura was on there with that hole in his shirt and that there T-shirt that he wears, maybe uh, maybe we get more sympathy. I think if we started keeping our promise on the oven mitt, maybe we could get some more donations too. Hey, Cameron, before we go to our callers, sure. Um, I know there's a couple other ways to get questions to us. Can you uh, describe those real quick? There are. Let me say we we love interacting with you guys live, uh, so we would love it if you guys would call us, but there are a couple ways you can get to us. Uh, You can leave a message on our Facebook page, uh, leave questions there, and we'll get them. And that's uh, facebook.com slash Bible Answer Show. Not the Bible Answer Show, just Bible Answer Show. And that's also where you can watch us on Facebook Live on Fridays. And you can also email those questions to us at answers at livingtruthradio.org. Okay. I don't normally do that part of it, so <laughs> I always forget which one it is. So that's answers at livingtruthradio.org, and we will answer those questions for you. We also have a Twitter account, but I don't have access to it, so whoever's watching that Twitter account will eventually get to your question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, got a couple calls coming in, so let's go to Art in South Bay. Art, you are on with the Bible Answer Show. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you so much again. Hey, Art, what took you what took you so long? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so blessed. I I I have to keep on rejoicing. But anyhow, I'm so glad you 
on the air about the very interesting issues you have. But I want to make a comment. It's just, you know, that gentleman that just called, he's talking about racism. I had the bless, blessings and privilege to travel around the world many times. And here's what I think. I want to share it with you, what you think about it. Uh, I just came from Europe. It's very interesting that why is it that even though, you know, uh, religious people or, or diff- people from different cultures and religious belief and race always have a tendency or like to be to places where they probably know that discrimination is almost, you know, is out of hand. It's horrible. But, but that strikes me so much. So because there is an alternative, one time on this station there was a, a fellow that was asking how can we resolve this. But that is what my observation is. I'd like to share this with you and see what you think about it. Why is it? If I am discriminated because I live in Denmark, I live in Africa, you know, I just pack up my bag and find a place. But, not, but why is it that a lot of people are just going to where the fire is? So that this probably never going to be resolved this way. I mean, do you have any idea? That's my observation, what I think. It's just, you know, it's something that is very terrible. It's a very complex problem, of course. But uh, is there a, you know, we need to also look at the perspective of the whole global situation, but, but because discrimination and racism is all over the world. It's not only here, you know, there's among homogeneous races and religions we get well, discrimination, our, although we don't call it race. Yes, yes. You're, you're, uh, you're very true. Um, you know, if you think about it, America was uh, built and founded upon uh, a philosophy on ideas, and so you know, the influx of immigrants from all over the world. You know, many people don't realize, but America is probably the uh, least racist place on the planet. Most countries are uh, rooted in uh, one particular culture, and that culture seems to exclude other cultures, so it makes it much more difficult where America was uh, welcoming and and open-armed, and because of uh, uh, liberty and democracy, people saw it as an opportunity to get away from oppression. So here we have the most diverse nation on the planet, the most diverse nation in history. So yeah, we do have some problems. Uh, The gospel solved those problems. And as uh, we address the first caller, you know, uh, maybe we can do a better job doing that. But I'll tell you what, there's no other place that uh, I'd rather be. We still have an influx of immigrants coming from South America, Central America, the African continent, Europe, Asia, uh, Indonesia. So we have uh, immigrants coming from all over the world still. And uh, so I think that uh, says something about the conditions that exist that allow people to uh, pursue life, liberty, and uh, happiness. And I would say this, you know, thinking about the uh, New Testament and what it deals with, Joe, that middle wall of separation was torn down between Jew and Gentile, but it was hard. It was a process. Even Peter had to be confronted by Paul for kind of acting aloof when it came to the Gentiles in Galatians chapter 2. And so, you know, you think about how spiritual we see these men as being. Uh, Peter had his issues, of course, but he was still a brave soldier of Christ, and yet he felt the pressure the call it the peer pressure of the time. So I think, you know, one of the major themes of the Bible, guys, is reconciliation. And I know that there's been talk about racial reconciliation uh, in, in the United States and in the church. And, and, I, and I do believe that spiritual leaders have a part to play in this. 
uh, in leading the way and, and saying, look, we're brothers in Christ. When when I met somebody in, um, I, I had the, the privilege art of doing some traveling as well, and I was on a missions trip, and I went to India and Nepal in 2001, and I met some wonderful brethren. And I'll tell you what, what made the difference the moment we met, even though we had to speak through an interpreter, was the fact that we were brothers in Christ. That was the preeminent issue. Everything else kind of melted away because we were brothers in Jesus Christ. And I, and I think what you said, Joe, is so profound. Um, the gospel is really what deals with all of this, the full implications of the gospel, um, who we are, all ground is level at the foot of the cross. And when we really understand what God's done for us and that a man ought not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but he, he must think of himself with a, a soberness, understanding what God did for him. Uh, I, I think that that is what's going to bring true healing, is a true understanding of the gospel, its implications, and understanding who you are in light of what Christ has done for us. So we appreciate that phone call, Art, and uh, we appreciate your, your thoughts about that as well. Amen. Number here is 1-800-227-5278. We have a few more minutes to take some calls. 1-800-227-5278. Before we go to the next caller, Pastor Michael, you want to talk about the Christmas schedule a little bit for Living Truth Christian Fellowship? Yeah, we'd love to tell. You know, I'm being told by uh, the radio experts that about 40% of our listening audience, Cameron, is unchurched. And some of them may not be able to go to church for physical reasons and so forth, but... um, if you're out there and you're not connected to a church home, you're really missing out on a lot. And I know some of our listeners, Joe, just just knowing from the experience of 20 years in pastoral ministry now, some of our some of our listeners have been burned by churches and have been hurt. And sometimes there's a little fear in going back. And some people, frankly, are disappointed. They do a church circuit and they're not hearing a whole lot of depth out there and and, it, and, it, and sometimes you want to just kind of mail it in and say, I'm going to stay home and watch television. You know, I'll do bedside Baptist church, <laughs> yeah. as it were. But um, we'd love to invite you. Uh, if you're anywhere near the Inland Empire, what we're doing for Christmas is a single Christmas Eve service, 5 p.m. on Christmas Eve. That's a Saturday night. We're doing a single Christmas Day service. Christmas actually is on a Sunday this year, which is pretty awesome to celebrate Christ's birth on an actual Sunday. And we're doing a single 10 a.m. service. So more information can be found on our church app, the Living Truth app that you can get at uh, the Apple Store and wherever else you find apps. Are you going <laughs> to preach the same message on Sunday as you do Saturday night? Well, it turns out that we, we've decided we're going to do the same service so that you know we can kind of split up the congregation that way. So it will be the same, the same message uh, Saturday night and Sunday morning. All right, the number here is 1-800-227-5278. I see a familiar caller on there, so let's try to get to these last two callers here. Right now we're going to go to Richie and Wildemar. Richie, you are on with the Bible Answers Show. Hello. Hey. Um, hi, guys. Thanks. My question is um, regarding judicial and parental forgiveness and the teachings that is under that there's two different kinds of forgiveness in the Bible. And when I compare those two um, verses found in, like, 2 Corinthians um, 5, 18 and 19, and in Hebrews, which would be 9, 26 and 27, um, regarding, you know, that, that, Jesus, that God has reconciled us to himself and that Jesus has put away sin once and for all, and that how do we reconcile those verses along with teaching that there's two different forgivenesses found in the Bible? 
So you mentioned Hebrews 9, 27, and 28. And then, uh, Joe, do you have the Second Corinthians uh, verse? Second Corinthians 5? 5, 5.18, I think. Okay. Yeah, so, so Richie, um, I think the way that this is normally couched or thought of is uh, in the judicial sense, you, you think of God as the ultimate judge, and he is. And uh, it's interesting to think about all judgment has been given to the Son, according to John chapter 5. So Jesus is the judge. And he's going to say to some people, depart from me, I never knew you. It's quite interesting to think about. If you're listening to Christian radio right now, and you're wondering, you know, why all this talk about Jesus? Well, Jesus is the second person of the Holy Trinity, God in human flesh. Now, of course, at the right hand of the Father. But all judgment has been given to the Son. So it'd be good if you know the Son. And of course, that's the way you're going to be saved. No one comes to the Father except through Him. So that in the judicial sense, our sins were dealt with at the cross. Christ was judged at the cross. He took our judgment. And uh, when you think about a parental forgiveness, that's normally the thought like a 1 John 1, 9. When you confess your sin, you don't confess your sin to be re-saved. Confession is, is more about... Uh, uh, restoring fellowship, I guess you'd say, or, or bringing fellowship back close. And the analogy that's often given is parent-child or sometimes even in a marriage. You can be mad at your partner. You could have even sinned against your parent or your spouse, but that doesn't mean you're not married anymore. You're still not in that parent-child relationship. And I think that's what Richie's getting at. So um, when you think about he, the Hebrews 9, 27, 28, and Joe, do you have the other passage in front of you? Second Corinthians 5, 18, all this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself. Yeah, so Richie, I would just say that those two verses, uh, looking at Hebrews 9, uh, 28, it says, uh, Christ having been offered once to bear the sins of many, shall appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin to those who eagerly await him. I think in both those cases, you'd be talking more about the judicial side. I would find the first John 1, 9 passage more on the parental or, if you want to call it, marriage kind of being an analogy, uh, where you ask for forgiveness, not so that you, you lost your salvation and get saved again, but more about bringing fellowship close again. I even believe that that scene in... Uh, Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. I believe that there you're talking about a, a church being addressed and what's at issue is not salvation in its context, but a restoration of close fellowship. So I hope that helps, Richie, but that's that's how I think it works in terms of the, the distinction there. Would you add anything, Jim? Yeah, the only, the only issue I have, I, I don't... I'm not partial to the distinction with judicial and parental. I don't think that's a as good a distinction as, as we can make because sometimes when we think of, uh, and, and as the way Richie put it, parental forgiveness, well, parents aren't always the, the best at uh, having their children held accountable. So parental forgiveness sounds like we're just going to ignore and... Uh, as if something didn't happen and we're just going to forgive them and love them anyways because that's the loving thing to do. When, see, God's justice is retributive. That means it, it has to, it actually, the punishment itself is for a wrongdoing. So it's like in our judicial system, a, somebody is convicted of a crime and they're punished for that particular crime. It's, it's retribution. 
I'll tell you what, God's wrath is retributive in that sense. And so in 1 Peter chapter 2, it says that Christ bore, he bore our sins in his body. So God's justice needed to be satisfied. But but I think what we would say, Joe, is that it was in Christ. And if you're a Christian, you're declared righteous in the court of God, right? Exactly. And that's... That's where I was going, is that because Christ bore our sins, he took the wrath of God, the Father. So uh, a place where in Hebrews that I think would really apply here is Hebrews 12, where it talks about that uh, a father disciplines the son that he loves. And so once you're in that relationship and you have received that uh, righteousness of Christ in that great exchange of the cross... Now, what God does is disciplines the son in whom he delights. That's Romans 12. You can look at verses 5 through 11. So I would say that's more the application, but I I would say this. Yeah, maybe it's not the best way to put it, but I think what Richie was saying is more in our relationship with God and couching it that way. I see. Yeah. And and so, yeah, we're with you there. And, and And I think that that is a reasonable way to put it. Once you're in that, you've been forgiven. Now it's about, you know, abiding and, and it's also about, you know, sometimes God's going to discipline you. And if you're a Christian out there and you're running from God, you know, in my view, you're not going to lose your salvation. I know that's debated, but uh, I don't think you're going to lose your salvation. But I tell you what, you'll lose rewards, you'll lose your witness, and you may get a big spanking. And uh, there's a lot of other implications as well to wayward believers. Yep, absolutely. So, all right, now we're going to go to a very special first-time caller. We're going to go to Joyce in Temple City. Hi, Mom. You're on with the Bible Answer Show. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> I didn't want to embarrass you, Cameron. <laughs> oh, it's not, it's not yeah. embarrassing okay. having you as my well, mom. Come on. You, you just embarrassed him. So. <laughs> <laughs> I never call in, but I always love listening to these shows, and I thought, I'm going to call in because I do have a question. I have um, been in classes where they've been talking about the Trinity, and I have been researching this. And I have a problem calling it three persons and three separate personalities because when you're talking to a new believer, you, you give them the impression that it's three gods, three separate gods. So what is your thought on that? And how would you explain the Trinity to a new believer? Well, well, Joyce, I think, I think you're asking a question that a lot of people have. And it's a very complex uh, thing to try to explain because all analogies really break down because we're trying to use human analogies and people have used the triple point of water they've used an egg and and it's like no you know not uh, they all fall short in some way so Joe said on a program recently and I know this didn't originate with Joe but he said a way to think about the Trinity is one what and three who's so God is one yet he is three personas. So one what and three who's is a pretty good place to start. All right. The Bible Answer Show is produced by Shane Lance and Cameron Thomas. Special thanks to our call screener, Joel, today. Thank you to the gentlemen around the table and to all our callers from today. Remember, the Bible Answer Show is a listener-supported ministry, so if you want to find out how to support us and keep us on the air, go to livingtruthradio.org. And everybody have a blessed week, and we'll catch you tomorrow on the Bible Answer Show.
Thanks for joining the conversation on the Bible Answer Show. To find out more about the radio ministry, Michael Lance, or the church he pastors in Corona, Living Truth Christian Fellowship, visit livingtruthradio.org. Please tell your friends about us and invite them to join us any weekday here on K-Bright. And if they have questions, we'll have answers on the next Bible Answer Show.